What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oftentimes I hear people say, man, if God would just send me a miracle. Respectfully, you are the miracle. God doesn't need to shower down any more miracles. God doesn't need to send down any more blessings. God doesn't need to miraculously wipe out your student loans, miraculously put a million dollars in your account. No, you need to miraculously yourself steward your finances better. Life insurance is one of the best ways to protect what matters most and help you create generational wealth to pass on to your families. You see, but here's the thing. According to Lyra, 31% of black people believe that life insurance is only for final expenses. But in reality, life insurance can do so much more than just take care of your final expenses and medical bills. 
If you have children, it can help pay for their college. If you are a homeowner, it can help pay for the mortgage. The problem is life insurance used to be very confusing, expensive, and time consuming but not anymore. You see, my friends over at Ethos have it nailed down. You can get a free quote in seconds, apply in minutes, and even get same day coverage like myself. You can do it all on your own time, completely online. Most people like myself, it took me maybe 10 minutes to get a quote, but they also have a full-time staff of helpful experts available for any questions you may have. And check this out. They are non-commissioned, so they don't care what you buy. They just want to help you protect yourself and your family. Head over to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos for a free quote today. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Let's get to today's show. What's happening? No If you're watching the show and you're part of my tribe, you are probably on a journey uh, doing two things, either to pay off your debt. And if you paid off your debt, you're on a journey of building wealth. You see, I believe a lot of us, all of us want to have options. We want to be financially independent and we want to be wealthy enough to where we can leave a legacy for our children's children. And there's a good chance that the majority of all of us are literally going down this path together. But what if I could tell you, what if I told you that there is a way that you could actually attract wealth? Yes, there is a way that you could bring wealth to your table, wealth to your family. It's about having the right behaviors in place plus the right mindset and not just simply saving and investing. While yes, saving and investing is very, very important, but also before the practical the mental is the key to really building wealth. I'm talking about the fundamentals and beliefs and behaviors that will put you on a fast track towards getting out of debt and building wealth so you can leave a legacy, you, leave, you can leave an inheritance to your children's children. So on today's show, we're going to go through four things you need to attract wealth. Four things that I've been able to put into place for myself and it's helping me build a great dynasty for my future family. But before we get into those four things, I got two quick things. Number one, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Rock with your boy because every week we dropping two videos, two podcasts is going to help you hit your goals spiritually, mentally, and financially. Then number two, I really want to spend some time and talk about life insurance. I know when you hear this word life insurance, you probably get a little scared, like, whoa, 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 whoa. But listen, let me be real with you, especially for my young people listening right now. Life insurance is one of the best ways to protect what matters most and help you create generational wealth. If you're a single mother and you're listening to this right now, and you don't have life insurance. You need to listen to me very closely. If you are a couple and you don't have life insurance or you only have an insurance policy through your job, no, you need to get a life insurance plan put into place. 
According to Lima, 31% of uh, African-Americans believe that life insurance is only for final expenses. But in reality, you guys, life insurance, insurance can do so much more than just take care of your final expenses and medical bills. If you have children, it can help pay for their college when, unfortunately, when you leave. If you have a mortgage, you can pay off the mortgage. If you have a family, you can put them in a position to where they can take that money and just excel and exceed far and beyond. I've partnered with a company called Ethos, who is the number one term life insurance policy place people out there. And what I love about them up front, I'm going to be real with you, is, is two main things. Number one, they have a heart for the people. They're not based off of commissions. They want to help you get the right plan for your family. They want to sit down and say, you know what? You need this many, you need this many years. You need this much in your policy. Here's the best plan and let's get the best budget for you. Whether you buy or not, it doesn't impact them because they're not commission based. They want to best serve you. Then number two, man, it took me not even 10 minutes to get my policy into place. And also check this out. I didn't have to go into the doctor to get my blood work. So you can apply today, go to get a quote today and be covered today. I teach on this show that the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you make today. Do you have loved ones that are depending on you? Let's be, listen, I, I hate to say this, but it's not a matter of if we're going to transition. It's a matter of when we're going to transition. And I say this out of love. But as a Christian, man, we don't know the hour of when we're going to transition. Let's be prepared. The best way you can tell, or one of the best ways you can tell your family you love them, you, the best way you can tell your kids you love them after you've long, uh, after you've left this earth, is by leaving them with a little bit of money. So where they, they can mourn without being stressed with bills, without being stressed with how to pay for this. They can mourn in your passing. And they can celebrate your, you know, you're rising on to a better place. Your wife and your kids can use that income to generate more wealth for their kids, for their family. I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. I'm going to make sure that their information is in the show description. You can get a free quote today. You can get an affordable um, plan today and be covered today. Join me over at Ethos. Now, when it comes to the four things you need to attract wealth, I want to start off by number one is first you have to steward your finances well. That's right. You got to steward your finances well. You see, a lot of people think uh, they will be wealthy if they only had more money. <laughs> but you don't need more money. You need to manage the money you have better. Oftentimes I hear people say, man, if God would just send me a miracle. Respectfully, you are the miracle. God doesn't need to shower down any more miracles. God doesn't need to send down any more blessings. God doesn't need to miraculously wipe out your student loans, miraculously put a million dollars in your account. No, you need to miraculously yourself steward your finances better. Stop praying for the miracle and start being your walking miracle. You see, once you learn to maximize your current income consistently, you can handle 
more money. But we can't say, God, bless me with a million dollars. God, bless me with five million dollars. God, bless me with this job promotion. God, bless me with this business I did when we can't even steward our finances well now. You don't need more income. No, you need to steward the income you have right now. I remember <clears throat> when I was younger, I used to say, man, I, I wouldn't be struggling if I had more money. At the time, I was making like $42,000 a year. And I was like, man, if I, my rent was only like 600 and something bucks at the time. And I was like, man, if I just had more money, I would be well, I'll I, I, I be good. And, 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 and I was, when I really look back at it now, my rent was $600. My, so my rent wasn't actually bad. My car note at the time was $1,000. Um, and then I, I ate out every day, all three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I went out on so many days. And can I be real with you all? I went to the strip clubs. But I'm sitting here saying, God, please, God, I need more money. God, I need more money. God, I need more money. When God is saying, no, you don't. You need, to, you need to steward the resources financially I gave you well. You need to steward your time better. Stop going to the strip club. Stop going to the clubs. Stop doing stupid things. Stop trying to impress people. And use my gifts and talents that I put on the inside of you better. Okay? It's, 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 it almost reminds me of something that my friend and mentor Dave Ramsey says. He says, you can't out-earn stupidity. <laughs> you just can't do it. When I first heard Dave say that for the first time personally, I was like, ooh, that is good. You cannot out-earn stupidity. If God gives you a million dollars, you're going to be stupid with a million dollars. If God gave you five million dollars, you don't miraculously get wiser with five million. You're stupid just looks... It's probably bad grammar. Stupider. <laughs> it just looks crazier. So listen, good financial stewardship looks like this. Number one, having a vision for your money. Having a vision for your money. What is your vision? What, what, what is your vision? Where are you going? What do you want to do? You see, speak what you seek until you see what you spoke. Everyone is quoting that comment now, right? And I first heard it from my Nashville mother, Mignon Francois. And uh, when she said, speak what you seek until you see what you spoke, that's me. I'm speaking into existence what I desire. I desire to be wealthy. I desire to be debt free. I desire to have this home. I desire to be prosperous in this area. I desire to have this lifestyle. I desire to have this. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to speak it. And, and you know what? While you're speaking it, watch this. While you have a vision for your money and you're speaking the vision over your money, you're going to live within and below that vision. So when you have a vision for your money, which is going to be congruent to your life, as you're speaking that vision, you're going to live beneath your vision. What do I mean? Well, Anthony, I, I, I want to be wealthy. I want to be making $100,000 a month. Okay, cool. Great. Are you living off of 80? Are you living off of 70? Are you living off of 100,000? 
if we're going to steward our finances well, if 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 we're really going to attract wealth, we got to start by stewarding the finances well, and we steward the finances well, which is going to attract more wealth by having a vision and by living below our means. You cannot attract more wealth if you are living up to that point. I met a millionaire, man. He makes a million dollars a year, but he's not a millionaire. Let me say that again. He makes over $100,000 a month. A month. But he's not a millionaire. He has an income of a million dollars. He has income of a million dollars. But he's not worth a million dollars. Because he lives above his means. He lives paycheck to paycheck. I know people who are making $48,000 a year. Or what, she, what does she make? Yeah, she makes $46,500 a year. Her net worth is $1.1 something million dollars. She's worth more than a guy who actually makes a million dollars a year. But why? She had a vision. She stuck to the vision and she lives below her means. She stayed away from debt. She told friends no, but now she's able to say yes to a lot of things. You know what's so funny is, and I laugh about this. She's a um, 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 she's a, a substitute teacher, right? And what she's doing now is so funny is when she retires, when she starts pulling from her uh, retirement accounts, her interest alone is going to pay her about things like $78,000 a year, seventy-eight dollars to $100,000 a year, um, what, what we added up, right? So because she was making smart moves and living below her means, when she retires, she gets an instant pay raise because she's not going to pull the hard money out. She's going to live off of the interest and pass down that money to her kids. You see what I'm saying? So not only is she going to pass down a an insurance policy through ethos, <laughs> not only is she going to pass down an insurance policy through ethos to her kids, but she's going to also pass down financials, like money, money from her personal savings. Why? Because she has been wise. So good financial stewardships looks like having a vision for your money. Number two, living below your means. And then, yo, listen, sticking to a budget every single month. Now, um, you know, I had Mo on the show um, here recently and she was like, man, I just don't like the word budget. And, and, and it's so funny <clears throat> how people don't like certain things that is designed to help us. As you all can tell, I have a sinus affection and I'm drinking water with uh, some elderberry and some vitamin C and I put it inside of this water. And you know what? It doesn't taste good. But just because I know it doesn't taste good, I still do it because I know it is good for me. And if I want to be healthy, if I want to stay healthy, I better drink a lot of water. I better keep elderberry inside of me to help build my immune system. A lot of people shy away from the word budget or shy away from budgeting because you feel as if a budget is designed to limit you. When in all actuality, it is. It's designed to keep you, limit you with inside of your means. 
It's designed to show you on paper, hey, you only make X amount of money a month. Do not spend above this. Better yet, don't even come, don't even come near this amount of money because you want to live below your means. But we can't live below our means if we don't see where our income is. You got to have an operating budget if you're going to be a good financial steward of your money. And the last one, y'all going to hear this on every single show. You got to avoid debt and you got to start paying off now what you owe. You can't attract wealth if you're drowning in bondage. You can't attract freedom if you're enslaved. You can't attract options if you're already attracted to no options. Oof. 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 You, you, you can't attract financial independence if you're depending on debt. You can't. And you won't. I want you to sit there and think about that. I hear you. God, if I could just, if I can just get another $1,000 a month. God, if you just want to miraculously pay off my student loans. God, if you just want to wake up one day and my car is still there, but the car payment is gone. Now, as a Christian, I believe that God can do anything in all things. <laughs> There is nothing he cannot do. But I do believe that sometimes we be so spiritual that we forget we can miraculously make our student loans disappear by paying it off. We can miraculously make our car notes disappear by paying it off. We can wake up one day with no debt by simply not signing on to any more debt. Now, I'm not knocking the spiritual side of things. I'm not. But the Bible does say faith and works, works and faith work hand in hand. That faith without works and works without faith is dead. So everything that we're praying for, we also got to be willing to put in the work. We also have to be wise enough to understand that God gave us all the skills, all the resources to also do the same things. I ain't trying to preach. But if he made us, if we're the son of God, if we're the son of Jesus, then that means that we have what it takes to do the same things that we're praying for. We just got to be willing to put in the work. And I think when we show God that, yo, God, you can trust us, when God sees us putting in a word, that's when I believe God really comes in and says, all right, yo, I see you putting in two steps. Let me just go ahead and elevate you 100 steps forward. Having a vision, living beneath your means, sticking to a budget every single month and avoiding debt and paying off the current debt you have, doing these things will transform your finances and you'll immediately start 
to feel more wealthy. No more living check to check and and hello. I mean, more money in your bank account, y'all. Wouldn't you just get excited to wake up and you just like, yo, I wonder how much money I have in my account today. Wouldn't you be excited to wake up and like, yo, I went to bed last night with a grand and stuff. Instead of for waking up to, you know, a hundred dollars, I woke up to two grand. You see, when you eliminate debt, you, posi- you, you position yourself to see your money grow rather than your money disappear. Now, we all have bills and we all are going to have to eventually and throughout the month pay out on, on other things. But it doesn't have to be debt. It doesn't have to be be debt. I want to ask you this one question. And if you're bold enough, I want you to, if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to put in the comments. Do you believe, simple yes or no question, do you believe you are stewarding your finances well today? If you do, drop yes in the comments. If you're honest and saying, you know what? No, but I am going to do better. I am striving to be better. Put no. If you're driving and you're listening to this on a podcast, you'll just speak it out loud. Yes, I'm doing great and I will continue to do great. Or no, I'm not doing great and I will get better. I am getting better today. 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 Here's number two when it comes to attracting wealth. Second, if you really want to attract wealth, (laughs) you need to network. You need to network. You've got to get around people who are smarter than you and stewarding more money than you. Be in the room with people who are where you want to be. Go to conferences, join a young professionals group, get involved in a local church, in a local community. One of the things that I remember was actually talking to one of my friends um, a couple of days ago and it was funny. Um, she was talking about how she was in the, in the process of looking for a car. And we was talking about one of our friends who just spent about $200,000 on, um, on on a car. And she's like, I could never, I could never, I could never do that. And I was like, really? I said, why? I said, because I remember saying I, I would never buy a house this size. I, I would never buy a car like this. But I also remember when I said that. My network around me didn't have that. My network around me wasn't saying and doing those kind of things. And I said, why? She said, but I, I just, I never saw that around me. I, I never, I never needed that around me. She said, I don't, and this is what she said. I don't need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm like, really? She said, I'm, I'm okay making $50,000. I was like, Really? And I really want you to sit back and honestly think about the question, then respond to the question with the honest answer. Who in your network is wiser than you? Who who, who in your network has more money than you? Who in your network 
has the authority in your life to tell you about yourself a little bit. Who in your network, while you're stewarding your $50,000 a year, they could be stewarding $150,000 a year. As you are answering that question and you're seeing your network around you, when I say network, I'm not talking about people who you say hello to and they don't even say hello back to you. No, I'm talking about the people who you talk to on a regular basis, who reaches out to you on a regular basis. If you are the smartest person in your network, if you are the wealthiest person in your network, you need a better network. You want to start attracting wealth? Get around other people who are wiser and wealthier than you. You need to find a mentor. You need to find a wealthier mentor. You need to find uh, someone who can literally uh, check you and put you into place and hold you accountable when it comes to you and your money. It can't just be me, your YouTube friend. It can't just be me, your podcast friend. It can't just be me, someone who you see on the news. No, you need to find someone who calls you every day and says, hey, yo, I thought you said you wanted to attract wealth. Hey, yo, I thought you said you want to be wealthy, but you out here balling like this. You need someone in your network who's really going to hold you accountable. I bought my first house when I was with <clears throat> with Dave. And um, I remember every major move, every major decision that I had to make. I ran it by him and some of the some of the other uh, wealthier people there, you know, and I was asking him for insight. I was asking him for information. Hey, give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. This is the first time I am doing something like this. Tell me you're wiser. You've made this move. Dave will be asking me questions like, hey, have you considered this? Hey, have you done that? Hey, as you're building, look into this because they try to get around on this. Hey, ask this question. And it felt so good to be able to submit myself to leadership, to submit myself to someone who doesn't want to just tell me what to do, but someone who already did what I am wanting to do. And watch this. They already made some of the mistakes that I could have made. But because I listened to them, because they were in my network, because they were connected to me, they wanted to help me avoid mistakes, avoid some of the pitfalls. And I did just that. You want to attract wealth? It's just something about being in a room. When you're around wealthier people, money just tends to like come up. Like you think you're making a lot of money now? Wait till you get around a room and then you see everyone in the room of who's making a million dollars, two million dollars. I was in a room the other day where uh, the average person in that room, their company produces a hundred million dollars. There's only like three of them. And I'm sitting in the room, man, and I just felt me just, I just started rising. Like, I just felt like I was coming out of the chair. My mind was was elevating. My mind was being stretched. And when I left there, I came back with so many different ideas. I was like, yo, wait, whoa. 
you know, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, what just happened? Let me tell you what just happened. You see, when you get, when you change your network, watch this. Oh, this is so good. When you change your network, here's number three of how you expose and not expose, but here's how you attract yourself to wealth. When you put yourself in a better network, ooh, you expose yourself to wealth. Here's number three. You need a wealthy mindset and a sense of what's possible in order to attract wealth. You got to be able to expose your mind to different things. You can't be wealthy if you never expose yourself to what wealth looks like. Now, let me say this. Wealth doesn't look like a private jet. Only. Wealth doesn't look like a big 7,000, 6,000, 5,000 square foot home. Wealth doesn't look like a yacht. Wealth doesn't look like a million dollars only. You see, a lot of us grew up poor or living check to check. When you realize what's possible, million dollar homes, travel, private schools for your kids, nice cars, options, freedom, financial independence. You can focus your goals on having that lifestyle. You know, I grew up with my dad driving buses. My biological father working in the army. My mom uh, being a um, owning a daycare. My biological mom working in the school system. And then we get off from the school system and go work for Target. Actually, back then, she worked for Kmart. Then she'll work for Kmart and then get off of there sometimes and go work for the Christian bookstore. Then she'll get off of there sometimes. And then throughout the week, sometimes she would serve at our church as a part-time assistant for the pastor at the time. And then on the weekends, on Saturday nights, me and my father and my little brother, and sometimes even my little sister, but all of our close friends, we will actually go wrap newspapers on the weekends because we needed the extra money. I remember the very first car we purchased that I could physically remember as a kid was a van. And the van only had two seats, the front driver's seat and the passenger seat and no seats in the back. Me and my siblings sat on a metal piece for a little while until my mom and dad were able to get income to put the seats inside of the van. I remember whenever we didn't have a lot of money, I didn't realize then what was happening. But my dad would make breakfast for dinner because we always had milk. We always had bread. We always had eggs and we would have French toast and eggs for dinner because we didn't have enough money to actually go out there and eat dinner. Sometimes if we uh, didn't have my dad was tired of making breakfast when we were tight on funds, you know, back then they still have them today. But back then, Hamburger Helper was very, 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 very popular. Ninety nine cents a box. And you could feed your whole family off of Hamburger Helper, which is why to this day I will not eat Hamburger Helper because we grew up on Hamburger Helper. Specifically, the lasagna 
hamburger helper. I remember my first job that I uh, got as a kid was on my work permit working for Taco Bell, which is why I cannot eat Taco Bell to this day. Because I would get the beef supreme chalupa with a little bit of lettuce on it, extra ground beef and cheese. And I would bring home enough for my mom and my sister, my little brother to eat, and even sometimes my dad. I will make all the chalupas and make some soft tacos and bring in some Dorito chips from back in the days, and I'll put it on the bag, and I'll put it on my bike, and I'll ride it all the way home. And by the time I got home, it'll be a little cold, but you know what? It was free because I worked at Taco Bell. Spring break, we didn't take you know, family vacations. We didn't go to Disney World during spring break. I got a job. <laughs> I even remember, man, back in the days, and I'm talking about exposure, right? I'm talking about I'm talking about exposure. I remember on trash can day, on recycle day. Back then, man, back in the in the in the nineties, oh man, recycling was big. Because you can get those cans and get, you know, five cents per can. And what I would do was on trash can day, I would get up at five o'clock in the morning, me and my brother, and I would literally ride around our whole neighborhood picking up people's uh, cans. And I'll put them inside the bag and I'll carry them home. And I'll put them in the garage and then boom. And then when my dad would get home, he'll take me and my brother up into the can, um, to the recycle bins where we can get it. And I mean, yo, we would do all that just for 10, 15, 20 bucks. I wasn't exposed to a BMW. I wasn't exposed to a Mercedes. I, I wasn't exposed to my own bedroom. I, I wasn't exposed to a five-bedroom house. I wasn't exposed to Ruth Chris-type eating. I wasn't exposed to being luxury. Now, I wasn't exposed to being poor, neither. But I do believe that if we're going to attract wealth, we have to step outside of what's normal and expose ourselves to something that's completely different from what we saw. While what we experience, yes, is our reality, but it is not the only truth. When I left home and I started experiencing things in the world and started seeing BMWs and Mercedes and big houses and, and seeing kids growing up in their own bedrooms and seeing families traveling to Israel to uh, study about God together as a family, I started saying, yo, wait, whoa, wait, what, really? And I remember telling myself I would never spend that much money on a car. I would never spend this much money on, on a pair of shoes. I would never, why? Because I wasn't exposed to that growing up. But now that I am exposed to different lifestyles, here's what I'm saying. I, I, I will be able to be able to afford to do whatever I desire to do. What is it that you desire to do? <clears throat> I remember when I joined uh, the network marketing company, Prepay Legal, my mentor told me to get in the car with him one day. And he said, uh, get in the car. 
and we got in the car and we drove down to the BMW car lot. And he told me to get out and we walked and I was like, man, I can't, I can't afford this, man. I, what? At that time, that car was like $58,000. I was like, man, $58,000? I would never be, I, what? He said, get inside. I got inside the BMW uh, 7 Series. It was a 7 Series. And this is right when the, uh, where you could see the, um, uh, uh, the speed on the, the, the dash, on the uh, window. It's the first year that they ever came out with them. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, um, oh, what? He was driving, a, at that time, a Dodge Durango. He says, take it for a test drive. I said, man, I can't afford this. <laughs> I don't even want to drive it because this is not something that I'm going to be able to do one day. He said, hey, let's take it for a test drive. Told the people, hey, man, we just want to take it for a test drive and gave them my license and I got, got inside and he said, get comfortable. I got comfortable. The seat was real comfortable back then. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's nice. Drive. Y'all know everything about BMW. BMW is like a big boat on water. It just floats and rides so smooth. I drove that thing for maybe 10 minutes. Got back inside of his Dodge Durango. Not even one minute. In my head, I said, I'm going to one day own a BMW. Two years later, I got it. Now, be honest. <laughs> I probably didn't do it the right way. <laughs> I probably, I, I know I didn't do it the right way. But what I'm saying is, what are you exposing yourself to? I suggest you and your partner go walk around the Louis Vuitton store. And walk around nice, wealthy neighborhoods and dream together. I am blessed to live in a home that I thought I would never live in one day. But even today, I still go into nicer neighborhoods. I go to my friend's house and I say, man, this is nice. And I do not say I will have this one day. This is what I say. I will be able to afford this one day. So if I choose to have this, I can. I remember the first time I walked into a neighborhood, a guy was out there cutting his grass. And um, I said, man, I said, sir, can I ask you a question? He was like, yeah, what's up, man? And I said, if you can afford this kind of house, why are you cutting your own grass? He said, because it's my house. I said, but can't you like, afford like, a, a, a lawn? And he said, absolutely. He said, but man, you know, the fact that I could wake up here and my family can live here, I take pride in making sure that it looks good and it's kept up well. I do that now. When I'm with my dog, when we go running, when we go walking, I go into nice neighborhoods that are not fenced in and I just walk around. I'm like, man, this is nice. Oh, man, this is beautiful. Every year, once a year, I go and, you know, look at my, my ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate dream car. I'm driving one of them now. 
But the ultimate, ultimate dream car is that Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? And every day I go in there and that's that Rolls Royce. That's someone's mortgage. That's a four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar car. I need to be making multi millions before I even consider that kind of car. Because, you know, me, I'm going to pay cash for it. And I got to be at least afford it three times. <laughs> but I'm exposing myself. Let's get away from the luxury stuff. What, what if your thing is that, yo, I just want to go and be able to take my kids on the Disney cruise. Go talk to someone who's been on the Disney cruise. As a matter of fact, the next time you're in Florida, yo, just go walk by the Disney cruise ship. Just, just, just walk through the area. Just, just get online and just go on YouTube and start uh, watching families' reactions. You want to attract wealth? Expose yourself to what wealth is. And wealth is simply options. Wealth for me doesn't have to look like wealth for you. Wealth for you doesn't have to look like wealth for me or for them. Man, my dad said something to me about a couple of years ago. He and I were playing golf and my dad said, son, I'm wealthy. My dad has a certain kind of money, a certain amount of money in the bank. And, and he said, you know what? I don't have a whole lot of money like you, son, but I'm wealthy. I was like, dad, what do you mean by that? He was like, son, I get to do what I want to do. I'm sitting here at 50 something years old playing golf with my son in the middle of the day. And I'm not stressed about how am I going to pay any bills. My wife is out shopping <laughs> for things at the house. And I'm sitting here having a good time with my son, with my blood, with my baby. That's wealth. Wealth produces options and freedom. Have you exposed yourself to options and freedom? Have you exposed yourself to different opportunities? Are you only exposing yourself to what you see in front of you? That neighborhood that you're in right now is not the only neighborhood you have the opportunity to be in. That relationship that you're in right now may be your relationship, but what if it's not? The friendships that you have right now, some of them may be solid and need to be kept, but some of them need to go. Are you exposing yourself to greater things? Are you exposing yourself to different opportunities? Are you exposing yourself to things that faith requires? Faith is, faith is the things hoped for. Evidence of the things not seen. I got to ask the question. You want to attract wealth? Go expose yourself to different things. Stop saying, I would never do that. I, I, I remember saying that. I would never spend that much money on a house. I would never spend that much money on a car. I would never spend this much money on a purse. I would never spend this much money on a backpack. I would never spend this much money on a pair of shoes. Now, all that stuff is out. <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on purses for ladies. I've spent a lot of money on shoes for myself. I've spent a lot of money on cars. I've spent a lot of money on a house. I've spent a lot of money. 
But you know what? This is only a small fraction of what I will be doing. And I have no shame in saying that. So if you want to attract wealth, number one, you got to steward your finances well. You steward your finances well by having a vision for your money, living belief your means, strictly sticking to a budget and avoiding debt. Number two, you got to um, you get to attract wealth. You have to pretty much enlarge your network. Number three, you have to expose yourself to wealth. And here is the last thing, number four, which is so important. And I need you to get this. You got to be a giver. And you have to tithe. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I know some of you all are going to not like this part of me. And, oh, my gosh, Anthony, you don't have to tithe. You don't have to give your money to a church. And you don't have to give your money to that pastor. They're just going to use that money to go build them. Listen, man. Me giving to my local church has nothing to do with what the pastor does with the money. For me, it's about me being obedient to my spiritual father, my father, Jesus Christ. Okay, this goes back to stewardship. <clears throat> Most wealthy people who I know are givers. You see, wealthy household households donated an average of forty three thousand dollars back in the year 2020. Most wealthy people back in the year 2020 donated the average person's salary. Here, here you go. I know several. No, I'm exaggerating. I know two people who I look up to. Their donations, their tithe to the church was $3 million. They gave the church $3 million as a tithe. One of the things when it comes to like exposing myself, right? Not only was I exposed to the BMW at a young age, but when one of my, I don't really say mentors, but just someone who I look up to and, and, and value their, their thoughts and opinions, when he showed me his tax returns and how he tithed $3 million. He exposed me to something he doesn't even know. I've always have been taught to, to tithe. I've always been taught to, you know, to just give. But one of my, one of my goals for this year, for this year, 2022, is to give my church on top of the tithe of my income, on top of my tithe. This is not everything. No, no. On top of my 10%, I want to give my church $50,000 in one lump sum on top of, <laughs> on top of the tithe. So we're talking about six plus figures that I want to be able to give my church this year from my business and from myself. I want to be one of the top givers of my 
church. Because I believe that if I give to God, if I give and, and I show God he can trust me with, with this, and I say, okay, God, you can trust me, and I'm going to give it right back to you. God will give me more. My pastor, Pastor Stephen Chandler, uh, the pastor of Union Church here in the DMV area, said, man, his father told him, never give God the minimum because God never gave you the minimum. And I'm not challenging you all and saying, hey, if you're giving God the minimum, you're, you're not serving God. No, no, no. You're being obedient. If you're giving 10% to God, then you are being obedient. But if you want exceedingly and abundantly, if you want extreme blessings, extreme uh, favor, try giving God more. Try, try showing God like, hey, God, I hear you. I see you. You trusted me with a million. I'm going to give you back 250000 That's a quarter. That's 25% that you gave back to God. Do you really believe God is going to sit here and say, I can't trust you with $2 million because you gave me back already $250,000? I try God. I'm like, yo, God, listen, you gave me a million, but I'm going to give you back a quarter of a million. So whenever you're ready to give me that $2 million, I'm going to give you back three hundred and fifty. Because I want God to know that he can trust me. I want God to know that, hey, listen, this is not about me. I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to use this to gain glory for myself. No, 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 no. I'm going to use the gifts, the talents, and the resources, resources that you gave me to build the kingdom, to take care of my family, and to serve my tribe, my people. To serve the people who you created me to serve, which is you all. Someone asked me the other day, you know, Anthony, why are you putting all this money inside of your studio and, and spending all this and stuff, you know, on, on, on this? I said, here for two reasons. Number one, it's me. It's my brand. Number two, I got to provide excellence for my people. And so me putting this money into this is giving back to you all so you can have excellence and sound quality and visual quality. So you can you know you have somewhere to come to get sound advice when it comes to your spiritual walk, your mental freedom and your financial freedom. So I'm making sure that I'm giving. I'm making sure that I am serving I hear some of y'all saying, well, Anthony, what if, what if I'm not wealthy? What, what, what if I don't have a lot of money? What if my tithe is only $100 a month, $200 a month, $250 a month? Cool, great. You keep giving that tithe. But I want to ask you, where else can you give? Can you get a part of your local church? And can you go out there and serve the homeless? Can you, you know, make meals uh, for the needy? Can you get out there and maybe serve in a group home? Can you get out there in the community and pick up some trash? Can you get out there and do something to serve with your time? Not just with your financial resources, but how can you give your time? How can you maybe get out there and tutor young kids who need help? You know how many young kids need help? That's another form of giving. That's another form of showing God, yo, you can trust me. God, I'm giving you what I can financially. 
But I also want you to see I'm also giving not just what I can financially, but I'm also giving back when it comes to my gifts and when it comes to my talents. John D. Rockefeller said, I never would have been able to tithe the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed woo, my first salary, which was one dollar and 50 cents per week. Proverbs 11, chapter 24 says, give freely and become more wealthy, be stingy and lose everything. Any of my friends who, who really know me and who, and who really have my heart will tell you, man, if I have it and if I have it to give, I'm giving it. If I don't have it to give, I'm not giving it. If my pastor was to call me and say, hey, we need to do this for such and such family. Hey, we need to do this for, you know, this particular young man or this particular young lady. I'm like, OK, cool. Great. Y'all, let's figure it out. I got you. You can count me in. Some of the prayers that we're asking for. We are the prayer. We are the answer to the prayer. We just got to learn how to activate it. Some of our blessings, some of our miracles, some of our pay raises, some of our uh, business venture ideas are being held back because of our stinginess. The very same thing that is preventing us from building wealth is because we're stingy. The very same thing that's, that's preventing us from getting that job promotion is because we're stingy. That very same thing that is that not the very same thing was preventing us from from starting that business is our stinginess. God is saying, I don't want to give you this business idea because it's going to bring in more money. And it's all about you. It's not about the kingdom. It's not about the people. It's not about serving people. It's all about you. You want to attract wealth? Be a giver. You want to attract wealth? Be generous. You want to attract wealth? Be a tithe payer. You want to attract wealth? Be so generous with your resources that sometimes you got to be like, whoa, 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 calm down a little bit, A.O., calm down. And sometimes I got to do that to myself. Clearly, there's a spiritual blessing on giving. But it's also practical. People like people who are generous and they're more likely to support your business or invite you to their group when they see you're a likable, generous person. The network and, and good reputation will expose you to more opportunities to build wealth and influence your community. You see, when you make giving a financial priority, you'll be amazed how wealth and true happiness seems to gravitate towards you. <clears throat> but stinginess pushes people away from you. Stinginess pushes joy away from you. Listen, as we're closing out today's show, we are all on a journey to build wealth and leave legacies for our future generations. Remember, wealth will come to you if you, one, 
steward your finances well. And if you're trying to get on the plan, if you're trying to really steward this thing well, I want to encourage you to check out Financial Peace University. Um, I will drop that information in the show description below. That will teach you how to steward, how to get your finances on track. Check out every dollar which is inside of Ramsey Plus, is, and that's also inside of Financial Peace University. Um, so as you're studying your finances well, number two, network with people wealthier than you. Expand your network. Expand the people who are around you. And number two, expose yourself to wealth. Get out and go jump into that Bentley. Get out and jump into that Mercedes. Get out and go jump into that Lexus. Get out and go walk the neighborhood. You know what? As a matter of fact, if your job is something that you're just, oh, man, you want it. Like, get out and go walk the building where you want to go work at. Young man watching this, you want to go play in the NBA? Go out there and watch an NBA game and walk around that arena. Get a feel for how it feels. Be celebrated. Expose yourself to different things and make sure that you're a tither and you are a giver. So listen, today's scripture comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or even proud. Here's the affirmation that I want you to repeat after me today. And I want you to say this and say it with, with, with some conviction. I am transforming my life and leaving a legacy for my family. I am transforming my life and I am leaving a legacy for my family. Family, if you're not a, if you're not a member of the AO tribe, the AO community, please hit that subscribe button. Rock with me. Rock with us because I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve ambitious people who are ready to brighten their journey and expand their journey when it comes to their spiritual walk, mental health and financial journey. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Let me see you on the next show. Peace out. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.